Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast with me, James Dixon, wishing you all a very good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever or whenever you tune in to today's podcast from. Now, regular uh, listeners to the podcast will know that it's very rare that I actually reference the title of the podcast. Now, usually that's for a very, very simple reason, and that is that the title is usually decided once we finish the recording and we listen back to the content and, and what we've captured in that particular episode. Today is ever so slightly different because the title of today's podcast is very much going to be the start point for today's conversation. And that is how hybrid workforces are becoming more efficient with online and hybrid events from town halls to sales kickoffs to award ceremonies. To discuss this title and indeed this topic and to kick things off today, we must welcome, of course, our guest to today's podcast. It is the CEO of VFairs. I'm delighted to say that Mohammed Yunus joins the podcast today. Yunus, very uh, warm welcome to the Event Industry News Podcast and thank you very much for taking the time out today to join us. Thank you, James, for having me. Excited um, for the next steps. Yeah, and, and it's going to be, uh, you know, as always on this podcast, uh, a, a short but concise chat about the topic. And um, this is one that I've got sort of particularly strong personal opinions on, all of which are, are positive to sort of set that stall out straight away. Um, I'm I'm a freelancer, so for for you know many years now since since I've sort of worked for myself I've worked from home and worked you know anywhere where I can basically open a laptop and and you know have a mobile phone handy is my place of work um but the last few years Eunice have very much seen um hybrid workforces becoming uh, a a thing um working from home is not a brand new thing but it exploded, didn't it, for obvious reasons. Um, tell us maybe first of all about how the hybrid workforce um, affected you directly as a business in VFairs. Um, presumably, like everybody, you had to be very, very quick to adapt and, you know, implement new processes fairly quickly. Uh, absolutely. And again, uh, just uh, a bit of context, right? So, uh, see, I have been working uh, from home uh, since 2000, late 2014, right? So uh, when COVID came and everyone started telling me that, oh, by the way, uh, we are quarantined. I'm working from home. I was like, you know, uh, with, with that definition, I have been quarantined for the last seven, eight years, right? So, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, again, VFairs was founded as a remote first company, which was that, you know, uh, again, we are 250 plus people right now. Uh, never ever we have hired someone uh, for a particular office. Now we do have offices across the world and people do work, uh, you know, from office. Uh, but again, that's their choice. That's their choice, you know, just because, uh, you know, uh, the nature of, of their job or, you know, just their, their best productivity comes out of being in a physical office. Uh, so uh, again, uh, I, I can just give you a bit uh, for background about uh, why I believed in it even before COVID. You know, after mm. COVID, it has become a thing uh, sure. for the entire world. And how I see like now the uh, world is changing uh, just, uh, uh, you know, uh, of how they're dealing with this hybrid workforce, right? So mm. uh, from us, for us, in many ways, uh, you know, hiring the right talent, uh, was always uh, the preferred choice as compared to hiring someone in a particular location. You know, again, that was for, for us the key. We were trying to do something which was pretty unique at that time, you not know, trying to create these overt environments, uh, immersive experience, metaverse kind of a feeling seven to eight years back, right? And again, for us, you know, again, we, we couldn't be selective. Oh, I will only hire people in US or in Canada or, 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 or you know, somewhere uh, out sure. in, in, in Europe. It was all about okay, you now who has the right talent and let me hire that person. Uh, that person, that has become a thing now. You know, like again, that, that talent is key now, just because pretty much every small company to every big company is open to hybrid workforce. So that for us was a key. 
I think what has changed after uh, COVID right now, and specifically even for us, is that you know when you go from 25 people to 250 people, like you know you have done uh, in in case of Vfairs or many other companies who have exploded, uh, you know, in terms of growth during uh, during the pandemic time. Uh, what has become now more important is not just talent, but how to keep that talent engaged. It's easy to keep that talent engaged when they are in the office, because just by the nature of being in the office, you're you know you're you're meeting with managers, you're meeting with other colleagues. Uh, everyone can see you. Uh, but now now that engagement, that hybrid workforce engagement, has become the single biggest challenge uh, that any big company or any company of any size. Uh, would be uh, facing right now. And again, that's where I'm really excited to speak about the topic, you know, uh, during this podcast today. Yeah. And and you said something interesting there about essentially being able to cast your net wider by not being restricted to a geographical location. Do, do, do you think that that in itself, before we get onto some of the other discussion points, has allowed your own business certainly to, to become stronger because effectively by not limiting yourself to a geographic location, you actually are offering a, a great opportunity to employ the right people. So you're finding a stronger workforce because that there isn't that restriction in place. Absolutely. You know, and again, I think, uh, see, we were very lucky that we were founded as a remote first company. So when the pandemic came, I think, uh, you know, a big part of our success was that, okay, we can actually hire from all over the world from day one, as compared to many other companies who are trying to fill up that uh, talent gap in a certain location. Uh, so for us, that has become, uh, you know, a, a key to provide 24/7 support to our customers. That has become a key to serve customers from 100 plus different countries. You know, very very early on. You know, for for many other companies, they cannot think about it uh, for for years up until uh, they have they have achieved a certain point. But for us, like literally, you know, day one, we were a 24/7. 365 day support company uh, for all of our you know customers from uh, from all over the world so yeah mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest benefit that any company can get uh, when they uh, embrace this idea of this hybrid workforce mm, absolutely bringing it back to today's subject and 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 just to repeat what i said at the beginning for for listeners how hybrid workforces are becoming more efficient with online and hybrid events to, to me, this is a natural progression here. And, and as a company that was founded, you know, uh, as, as, as a remote workforce, for, you know, fundamentally for, from the very beginning, from the very outset, it, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that other companies that now have got hybrid workforces working for them and working remotely online are now going to be more adept at running online and hybrid events themselves. And I don't know if you agree with me on this, but, but the, the first... And the, the biggest point I would make about that as to why that may be is that they've now got the experience of what it's like to be sat there in an office at home or to be sat at their kitchen table trying to work from a laptop, which puts them in a better position to understand what people who are attending a hybrid or an online event may want to have from that experience. Absolutely. Uh, I think I think those two years uh, have 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 made everyone realize the following. First of all, we all can be productive from home. That's one. We all can get things done uh, from home. That's two. And all of that can be done in many cases a, a lot more efficiently, you know, especially if, if your job uh, role allows that, right? So, and again, everyone has experienced it, not just the CEO, not just the HR head, not just the sales manager, everyone from, you know, an entry level person to the CEO of the company, they all have experienced the benefits of working from home. So, so I think we're all on the same page over there. Uh, and again, what I have started seeing right now is that people are going a, a couple of steps further as we all, you know, again, you know, can work from anywhere we want, whether it's office or from home. Uh, they're, they're, they're now embracing it 
across the entire uh, landscape uh, you know uh, of, of how a company is run for example uh, you know 2022 uh, and now 2023 is the first year where we are having several sales kickoff uh, that are of hybrid nature you know so while there are certain yeah. people who are you know willing to travel or who can, you know who can travel to a certain location you know have have uh, you know meetings with uh, with with other colleagues in a certain location but an equal amount of people or more are attending that sales kickoff virtually uh, we are also seeing that a lot of those companies who used to only hire through uh, you know the university grads by going to the university now both universities and companies are both running online job fairs or participating in online job fairs mm-hmm. i was just in a podcast last week i was showing them the stats that you know uh, never ever uh, in using our platform have we run so many virtual job fairs both for universities or both for other organizations now uh, than 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 historically you know ever in the past right so so even recruitment has shifted a lot more online or or hybrid mm-hmm. and and i'll just really like one more thing and again then we can carry on the the newest trend that we are seeing right now is that even the onboarding of the employees companies are now working with us to do what we call a virtual onboarding fair because they're saying that by the way when these employees were joining in a certain office uh, they they had this culture uh, to make that onboarding a lot more fun a lot more exciting people yeah. meeting with these new people uh, and and now of course with with everyone working remotely uh, that has become more of a checklist okay you know do they have a laptop you know do they have an account and, and so forth so that excitement of you know that that you get as a new employee and again that you give that new employee as a company uh, you know uh, that experience they're now trying to mimic that also in a hybrid and online environment by by you know making them feel as if they're entering into their virtual offices or virtual headquarter meeting with actual people you know face to face in a in a virtual setting uh so so these are some of the newest trends that we have started seeing uh, you know companies uh, you know kind of starting now what well, one thing that i would like to ask is uh, as as we progress is, is about the development of of platforms um and, and what sort of technological developments have gone on in the last 2 years certainly to help make that process a little bit easier that you just described because there's one thing everybody logging on to a, a video call meeting whichever platform you're using in zooms to uh, zoom teams uh, google meet it, there are, there's loads of other options out there but you know when we initially entered this phase it was small boxes on a screen with people's you know faces in there and oh you're on mute and you you've not started your camera the process has become more sophisticated hasn't it even with those basic platforms we've already seen platforms like zoom add integrations and other apps and apis with other integrations in there so that's that's i guess by wanting to make something like the onboarding process that you just described there more interactive and, and more excitable for the new person that's probably driven your technology development absolutely and again i think see uh, the the beauty of the 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 time that we all live in is that uh, we all understand that technology can help solve a lot of these uh, engagement problems uh, that that one would have with with any new employee joining in right so mm-hmm. companies are very open uh, in sharing uh, the, the the gaps that they're seeing with existing tools you know uh, and, and 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 how they want to fill in those gaps and what are the, some of the problems that they want to solve so for example for onboarding one uh, they're like you know okay if that person is in a in a zoom call or a teams call you know i don't know 7 to 8 times in a particular day then there's nothing exciting about that you know onboarding yeah. how can we make that person feel as if they actually are now part of this you know 
virtual headquarter, virtual company, and, and you know how big the organization is. Because in a Teams call, in a Zoom call, you're meeting with that one, two, or three people. Whereas in a real world setting, when you used to go to one of these big Fortune 500 companies and joining that company, you get to see hundreds of people at that point, you know, while you are just taking the elevator, going from one place to your office or to your desk, right? So we're trying to kind of mimic a lot of that uh, using our platform. Then the second thing is in a Teams call, it's really direct, you know, I'm only meeting with a team or with my manager. However, if you can see a virtual office of a particular company, then you actually know that, okay, here are those hundred people sitting, here's this department sitting, who is busy, who's free, who's having a coffee, and can I interact with them or not? So we're trying to replicate a lot of that. And again, all of that came from just these companies sharing their experiences of what was that part of the, the, the onboarding that used to happen in a physical setting that they're missing in this you know, current tools uh, within the virtual environment. And we're trying to kind of fill up some of those gaps. It's interesting. Some of the um, examples or ideas that I've heard in, in the last 18 months, a couple spring to mind. Um, it was one company who said that they had a, a webcam enabled on a laptop in the corner of their office up on a shelf, um, effectively uh, sending out a continuous stream of, of, of what was happening in the office. And, and the sole purpose of it was to make sure it was so that anybody who was working from home could log into this and effectively feel like that they were had a, a view of what was happening in the office at the same time to try and replicate that dynamic. And, and something else, which might seem really simple, is just um, uh, adding people to a WhatsApp group. So the company had uh, a, a company WhatsApp group for uh, business communications and, and and as well as things like Slack. But they also had a more social WhatsApp group that was for people to from the same workplace to talk outside of work about what TV shows they were watching, what movies they've been to, what they did at the weekend. And the new member of staff was added to it sort of immediately as part of that onboarding process. So almost these ideas of using other platforms that we've all got readily available to us now as a way of of just improving that remote working or that hybrid working experience. Uh, absolutely. And again, I, I have heard both of those examples as well. And I think that they're all brilliant examples to just, again, you know, break the eyes for that new person who's joining in, or even the, the existing team members who uh, want that cross-departmental or, or cross-country collaboration with, with some of these companies. There, there are a few more. Uh, you know, uh, we have seen companies uh, with us uh, who uh, just after an hour or two, depending on, you know, your, your own setting, want to match you with just someone randomly in the company based on the settings, based on, you know, what, you know, okay, who do you want to meet with or who do you want to collaborate with? And then they have what we, we kind of call kind of speed dating session, you know, like, you know, you know, quick five minute catch up between, you know, X and Y. And, you know, if they're having a great conversation, they can extend that call uh, and, and, you know, and, and kind of meet with each other. And again, they're, they're having once a week, a 30 minute slot where you can interact with five, six people uh, differently, uh, you know, in, in any, in any company. That's one. Mm -hmm. The second one is that, you know, as you're, taking a break or, you know, are, are free or open for a chit chat, you can uh, set up uh, one of your settings in your Slack message, et cetera, and then people can reach out to you, you know, just for having a fun conversation and, and, and a lot more. I think, you know, the idea is to make people just get the benefit that they used to get in that physical, uh, you know, office setting. However, not take away from them the kind of productivity that they have been getting uh, through this, uh, you know, hybrid workforce, through this remote setting. And, and it's important that we we take all of these um, ideas and these points that we're, we're highlighting and translate them back to, to what we're doing, which is delivering events for people, isn't it? And and everything that we've spoken about so far is essentially can be translated directly into the 
event experience that we're delivering for audiences whether that be hybrid and and i reference again in in the introduction today in the title that that this is right the way through from town hall meetings sales kickoffs award ceremonies all of these things have been done in a hybrid format or in a completely online format in the last two and a half years and we have got better at them haven't we we've learned from our own experiences and we're using those to make those online experiences better for our clients uh, absolutely and again we are we are seeing how um, everyone from uh, attendees to uh, you know event organizers to tech platforms are, are just getting better and better at it uh, again uh, just you know january is typically the month of for those sales kickoffs for those uh, you know company uh, you know town halls that happens uh, you know uh, at, at a global level uh, once or twice uh, in a year where you kind of set the uh, you know goals for the for, for the for the entire company for, for for the whole year we are seeing most of those happening through uh, a virtual or, or a hybrid setting just because again you know these companies have employed now workforce that is of hybrid nature and then they are just getting better at it and especially you know and even if you go to the next part whether it's onboarding or or, or anything other thing the definition of event has also changed. You know, there are some events that are time-bound. You know, a sales kickoff will happen for three to five days. Uh, you know, in a week, uh, a town hall will happen. I don't know, once in two weeks uh, or once in a month. However, uh, you know, there there are now settings or platforms, virtual onboarding, for a couple that are there, just 365 days. You know, this is an ongoing event where you can go and you can make sure that uh, you know you can interact with uh, the you know the, the employees within the company at any point. You have this virtual office environment right now. Which is just, again an ongoing event at all the times where you can always see employees, you know, who are working, who are off, uh, you know, and you know, are they free or are they in a, in a call in that particular setting? So even the definition of event for many of our customers have changed. You know, whether it's just one off happening at a certain time or just ongoing, you know, that that can be used at any point for for internal interactions. Mm. I've asked this question several times on the podcast um, and I kind of almost feel like it would be remiss of me not to ask it whilst we're discussing this very subject today. Um, and that's the question of, of, of companies who pre-pandemic were very much scared of having their, their staff work remotely um, and work in a hybrid um, format. Uh, you know, and that's not just in the events industry, that's for all industries, but in the events industry, I dare say there were still agencies, organizers, companies who wanted their workforce in one office space. They wanted to have that weekly or daily team meeting before everybody spread out to their workspaces and, and did, did their jobs. Um, for those people or for those companies who, who were really hesitant to do that pre-pandemic, who were almost forced into it, what sort of difference have you seen from from your position um be it with clients or competitors um have you have you seen some of them want to desperately return to the old way of working or has it changed now to the point where we will never go back to how it was see, see there, there will always be exceptions but but by and large uh, you know again whether it's uh, the vendors whether it's our customers uh, whether uh, they, they all uh, they all see the benefit of working from home or the hybrid workforce right so again you know I, I, except for a few exceptions here and there uh, there's not a single uh, company of, of our scale or, or or within our industry uh, and even when i'm speaking with customers you know i think you know four four hours out of the eight hours i'm i'm in, I'm in call with my customers uh, you would see that you know a good 80 to 90 percent of them uh, they are have gone hybrid uh, just just forever you know and again they, they don't see any any signs of them shifting back to purely office work environment. 
just because there is no need for it you know like you know uh, and again you know on the contrary they feel that that would uh, that would uh, hurt their productivity that would hurt the talent that they can retain if they will uh, go uh, just back fully uh, fully to, to the office uh, kind of a setting Mm. Well, in terms of of some of the actual, um, you know, programming and the development of, of of the platform, what are some of the biggest leaps that that you have made in, I suppose, the last eighteen months since you really saw people um, adapt, uh, you know, pivot over to, to to this sort of new way of working? What were there short term and longer term demands made of your particular technology that you had to work on either quickly or set out a roadmap for longer term developments? Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll answer the last 18 months as well, but for some quickly answer the last 18 days. The right. last 18 yeah. days, <laughs> what, what I have, what, what our platform has uh, typically done, and again, you will see that uh, in a lot of our upcoming events, is just uh, an amazing use of AI technology within VFairs. Uh, so with the rise of ChatGPT and, and a lot of other uh, AI technology, you will see that how event professionals in particular uh, can come up with a lot of creative ideas using VFairs about the content, about the venue, about the location, about their, uh, again, uh, you know, paid marketing ads or, 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 or anything else uh, mm. that is related to the event. So that's something where we have invested heavily and we continue to invest heavily, which is, again, the use of AI within the technology. And again, it, it goes from everything from even landing page content to marketing emails to, uh, you know, all the promotions that you would do in social media and so forth. So that's, you know, in, in the last 18 days alone. But if I go back to the last 18 months, uh, see, VFairs in general has always been known for uh, just how the how, how beautiful the platform looks like. It's about, about this immersive experience. So we have invested very heavily. We continue to invest very heavily uh, on the metaverse kind of, a, kind of a feeling within our platform. That's one. The second thing is, as I mentioned, uh, previously, uh, VFair's uh, platform was used for uh, one-off events, right? You know, uh, do a conference, do a trade show, uh, do a, a job fair and so forth. Uh, we, 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 have, we have added a lot of depth in terms of features over there, but as, uh, as per the nature of even in this podcast, a lot of our customers have started using us now for a 365-day evergreen type of uh, uh, use case, whether it is a virtual onboarding fair, whether it is, uh, you know, again, just a... Uh, a town hall or a meetup setting that's available 365 days, uh, you know, uh, and or whether it's purely for diversity recruitment that has gone fully remotely, fully online right now. And again, the platform is used as a recruitment platform also, you know, 365 days. So that's 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 second. The third one is, which is always big for these companies or any companies, is just integrations. You know, like they all want the event platform to be fully integrated with their entire ecosystem, from CRMs to uh, you know uh, to to uh, you know email. Uh, dispatch providers uh, and, and and so forth and then again you know security has always been the key so just keep adding extra layers of security whether it's the iso compliance or the you know gdpr compliance or the ccpa compliance so again you know just just adding further level of enhancements over there it's interesting when i think back to the the immediate period when the pandemic kicked in um the people who I feel uh, I, we always needed to look to for an example of how easy it was were students, um, particularly school children. At the time of the pandemic hitting, uh, my two sons were both in high school uh, and one of them is now in his second year at university. But they were both in high school at, at that point. And almost overnight, the school that they're in adopted Microsoft Teams, set up 
team, different teams, channels and teams groups. All of their lessons were delivered via video link. All of their work assignments were um, set and then submitted via teams using the office 365 environment and literally overnight with almost what i can see is is, is hardly any uh introduction or explanation as to how to do it my sons just knew how to do it they just clicked the right buttons they knew where to go on it and and the whole school was working off there and i think that from a technological point of view we live in a very very interesting age where often we we're at a point where younger people actually can help older people and i think it's the first period in history where really i'm not and i'm not disregarding what older people have in terms of wisdom and life experience and and skills and and uh, career development but we live in a very unique age at the moment i think where younger people understand the type of technology that we're dealing with so well that we should never ever disregard how quickly they learn and how much younger people could offer us you know and i think that applies very much in in in, in the situations that we've been talking today about hybrid work in the events industry uh, absolutely and again i'll see uh, uh, i have two daughters uh, like one of them it was her first uh, uh, year in school so again she started uh, in a in a remote setting like for the for the first year and again in, you know in, uh, in 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 her case uh, they, they they all used uh, google classrooms and again you know somehow she knew how to use it right so again you know like she she, she was able to figure it out uh, you know, through uh, through this remote uh, working environment. So again, I, I agree with you. I think you know wherever we all can use technology uh, to add efficiency, uh, whether it is in a school setting or in an event setting or in a in a in a, in a workforce setting. I think the idea is to see like you know how we can provide all of that flexibility to everyone, uh, give them the benefit, uh, and you know get the best out of everyone. You know, in in in, in that setting. Yeah. Absolutely. We've had the pleasure today of talking on the Event Industry News podcast to the founder and CEO at VFES, Mohammed Yunus, who uh, and I, I did actually ask at the start of the episode, uh, Yunus, where you're joining us today. Uh, is it Toronto? Are you Canada based? Yeah, I'm Canada based. Uh, I live in Toronto. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, no, no, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to, to hop into this quick discussion um, about hybrid workforces, how things have changed, and, and particularly, you know, your own uh, experiences of it, because I suppose it is quite a unique position to be in at VFES in that the company was founded upon the principle of being, you know, a, a remote workforce. So for you, there was no pivoting or changing really required like there were with some companies. So it's, it's quite a unique perspective. Um, before we wrap up today, tell us about how people can find out more about what you're up to at fairs anything that's on the horizon this year anything you want to shout about hit now's the time to do it absolutely no uh, again uh, we uh people can check out like what we have to offer by going to a vfairs.com so it's v-f-a-i-r-s.com and again we are very active on linkedin so again if people want to follow us up over there uh, you know we share like, a lot of industry news you know what people are doing and how we all can uh, serve you guys Fantastic. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. And of course, before we wrap up completely on today's episode, um, our own little shout outs. If you are listening to this today via your podcast platform um, on your mobile device, don't forget to head over to eventindustrynews.com on your browser and you can check out the latest news features, special supplements, and of course, the A to Z, A to Z supplier directory that's on eventindustrynews.com. You will also find video versions of all of our podcasts. Of course, you may be there already watching the video version of today's podcast thank you very much for joining us if you've done that and please don't forget that you can go in the opposite direction if you watch our video versions of the podcast on the website regularly you can also listen to them all via your 
chosen podcast platform. Which brings us to the end of today's episode. Our thanks once again to Mohammed Yunus from VFES for joining the podcast today. My name's James Dixon, and I look forward to seeing you on the next edition of the Event Industry News Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.